Good morning. Let's get straight to markets. Take a look at the impact for the indices. Factual. Succinct. All you need to know before your trading day starts. Subscribe to our newsletter, CNBC's Daily Open. Beyond the Valley. Hello and welcome to another episode of CNBC's Beyond the Valley. I'm Arjun Kapoor, this time coming to you from China. And I'm Sahili Rajatri, still in Singapore. Arjun, you've got something very exciting to tell us. Yes, Saheli, it's a very special edition of Beyond the Valley because I got a chance to sit down with the CEO of Alibaba, Daniel Jung, in an exclusive interview. It was ahead of the company's Double Eleven shopping event, which is also known as Singles Day. Uh, many people know it by that name. And it's as Daniel Jung prepares to take over the role of chairman from the founder of the company, Jack Ma. And I just want to jump in here first and tell everyone a bit about Alibaba. It's, uh, it's one of the most prominent technology names that have come out of China. And it's the largest e-commerce company in the country. It runs a hugely popular marketplace called Taobao as well as Tmall shopping site where a lot of these international companies and brands have created what is essentially called a virtual storefront to sell their products to the Chinese customers. And that's always been Alibaba's pitch to Western companies, that it is a platform that can help them sell to China's massive consumer base. Spot on, Saheli. And in the past two years, under CEO Daniel Jung, it has looked to push into new areas. But before we kick off, I want to start with Singles Day. Many people outside of China may not have heard of the event, but it falls on November 11th or 11-11. Those ones in the date line essentially representing individuals. The, the backstory is that it's widely believed that some students in the 90s in universities kicked off this this celebration uh, about being single. But back in 2009, Zhang held a promotional event on Singles Day with big discounts on the Tmall platform. That event raked in about $7.8 million in gross merchandise value, which is a key metric that the company uses. 2017, however, saw Singles Day draw in over $25 billion of sales. So the growth has been huge. 2018 is the 10th anniversary of the event, and I spoke to Jung about how it got started and if he ever expected it to take off the way it has. Now, look, you're the architect of, of the Double Eleven Shopping Festival. Many people also know that as a singles day. When you came up with the idea 10 years ago, um, what, what was your thoughts? How did you get prompted to think of, of starting this shopping festival? Well, actually, this is a very, very, I mean, occasional case. Because when at that time we just start our new business, uh, B two C uh, Taobao Mall business, which is today's Tmall, and uh, at that time nobody uh, know us actually. We want people remember us, and that's the starting point of uh, when we think about uh, let's do something to make people remember us. And then we find a day. I think uh, let's do it. Uh, do it. Do a promotion uh, on November eleven, and uh, we even didn't realize this is a, a, a holiday. And uh, this is the holiday in the Western society because in China and uh, no November 11th. And, uh, but, but when we do this, we think that, okay, we have a very good slogan. And if people are still single on that day, if people feel lonely, then please come to us and for some shopping and just get some fun from this shopping. It's interesting to look back at that first one in 2009 and actually the kind of sales it raked in, $7.8 million in, in gross merchandising value. If you look at that compared to 2017 Singles Day where it was over $25 billion, that seems like 
such a huge and very quick rise in the popularity of that event. In that first one you had 10 years ago, what were your expectations? Did you think that it would take off the way it has? Well, actually, I, did, I never expect that we can uh, actually transform this day into a uh, commercial day, a, a consumer day for the whole society. I think uh, today, uh, when you look at the scale, it's more like uh, all the people and enjoy the shopping on the same day and all the merchants, they, 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 they participate and share their best, pro uh, best products on that day. And uh, I think uh, obviously this is, today is, is more like a phenomenon. So what's changed uh, and what other things have changed from, from your first um, singles day to now, except the fact that more people are, are being involved and, and more money is being spent? Well, the, uh, the biggest change is how people, how business people look at the power of internet. And the day one, people just think that this is a new channel to sell more products. But today, and um, most of the businesses, they view, I mean, digital technology, uh, internet as an infrastructure to transform their existing business and to serve the, uh, to, to go to the, uh, uh, go to a new, I mean, market to serve the new customers. I find it interesting that it started off as a promotional event to rebrand Tmall, but then it turned into this massive annual shopping event. Now, Zhang has also been a key figure in Alibaba's new retail strategy that the company's talking about a lot. Something about trying to change shopping experiences. Did you get a chance to ask him about that? Yes, and just to explain, new retail is how Alibaba sees the future of shopping, which is a blend of online and offline. So a good example is a grocery store they have here in China called Huma. You can go in and basically get stuff and pay on your phone and leave. But if you live close by, you can also get groceries delivered in 30 minutes. It's not just about shopping. Alibaba also sees logistics and payments as a key part of this too. For example, Alipay, the massive payments platform it runs here in China. Here's what Zhang told me about the new retail strategy. Well, uh, when we talk about new retail, we, we strongly believe that the online commercial world and offline brick models are not two separate worlds. And if you look at the customers today, everybody living on internet, and every, everybody is internet users. So if you have the same customer base, you must have the same commercial world. So it's all about how to integrate the online and offline to transform to a whole digitalized commercial world. And how do you do that? What are the steps you're taking to do that? Well, we have made a lot of efforts in, in terms of digitalizing the existing brick motors, uh, in terms of creating new retail format, formats like Hema to uh, meet the, uh, the demands, the growing demand of the customers, in the, for example, in the fresh foods categories. Huma is a very interesting example, a futuristic grocery store almost. What learnings have you had from this so far? What are the trends you're seeing? How have consumers reacted to, to this kind of experience that you're putting out there? And, and do you see now that a store like Huma and the experience that it brings really is what the future of retail looks like? Well, actually, Huma is uh, one of the uh, new retail formats. Uh, the reason why we create this is because when we look at the format of the traditional e-commerce, we, we don't think it uh, meet the demands of the people uh, in the food categories, especially fresh foods. So that's why we think about, can we create a new formats which people can enjoy in-store the fresh foods, but also they can order from online and deliver from the stores. So I think uh, uh, when we look at the pain points of the customers, we can still find a lot more. I mean, but this means to us, 
the new opportunities, and we can definitely create a new formats to, to address these pain points and create new business. Now, the big news about Alibaba in 2018 was the announcement from founder Jack Ma that he was going to step down as chairman of the company in 2019 and pass the torch to Zhang. Now, since the company started in 1999, Jack Ma has always been the charismatic face of Alibaba. Zhang, to some extent, has been in the background working on the day-to-day running of the company. That's right. And I remember when the announcement was made, there was a lot of talk in the press about whether Zhang will be up to the task. But he's had a very successful career at the firm since joining in 2007 and has been credited with the transition uh, to mobile at the company as well as the overseas expansion. He worked very closely with Ma and he also gave us a very deep insight into their relationship, starting with the first time the two met and whether he feels added pressure after the announcement. met him right before I joined Alibaba and... uh... I met him and he invited me to join, so I come. Right? So, but I think uh, I think Jack is actually is a very visionary guy, and uh, he he think for long term, and uh, he he care about people. So I think uh, uh, we are we work very closely together in the past eleven years, and but in terms of characteristic, we are very complementary to each other. And uh, he fly in the past three years. He spent a lot of time. Uh, uh, in the air and fly everywhere, right? But I spend most of the time, I mean, in, in the campus and uh, to this day-to-day, I mean, operation. I think, uh, but I think he gives me a lot of, I mean, uh, ideas out of, out of box. Uh, and, uh, and I think uh, these ideas, many ideas maybe, uh, uh, you, you will be surprised to hear that at the first time. But if you think uh, again and again, you will find some, some real opportunities there. And uh, worse, it's worthwhile for for you to think think more. So I think uh, this is more like a share of the ideas, share of the energies. And uh, but together, I think I think uh, I'm very happy to work with him. I mean, in the past few years. Yeah, and you you've worked with him for for uh, for many years now. How how do you meet up? How do you talk to each other? How do you inspire each other with ideas to help take the business forward? Well, uh, he he has a lot of ideas. So as he always said, and this is also my, 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 my discipline, which is when I heard his idea for the first time, I would listen, I would take the ideas, and I would I thought about this for a while. But he, if he repeated his ideas, and once and once again, and at least three times, then I would take it very seriously. I think this is, must be his very serious ideas. So he has to say it three times, and then you know it's serious idea. <laughs> well, three times, it's, and then you have to think about uh, he's, he treats it seriously because he's, uh, if he repeats three times, then you have to treat it ser- seriously as well, right? <laughs> now, now, I understand you often had you know, some meetings over tea with Jack, and you obviously worked together a lot. What was one of your most memorable uh, meetings with him? Well, it's, uh, actually, it's more like a, it's catch-up, right? It's a sort of catch-up, and you just share what you think, and uh, it's... Something are relevant to business. Something is not that relevant, and about people, about your experience. So it's more like uh, brothers, and uh, you you haven't seen each other for some time, and you catch up for coffee and tea. That's it. So you weren't always talking about the company and and the strategy. Sometimes there are other things as well. Well, you know that we cannot change strategy. I mean, I mean once once a month, and the strategy is very clear, and uh, it's all about share of the experience and share of the ideas. 
you said you you two were were complementary uh, complementary styles. There must have been times though when you had some disagreements. Were, were there any that spring to mind where where you both disagreed on something? Yeah, I think uh, if you have some different opinions, I think uh, you have to voice out, right? You have to let let, let him know, and you have this is your view. But I think the most important thing that uh, you have to ex ex express this in a very clear way. And uh, he will, maybe we will argue, but actually uh, I know that uh, he hear what I said. And maybe he still insists, you know, that he is very, I mean, uh, confidence, self-confidence about his ideas. But he will insist his ideas, but he will listen. And he will think, and maybe he will change. And uh, I mean, some days later. How did you find out that, that you would be the next chairman at Alibaba, and how did that make you feel? He told me. <laughs> when was that? Well, I mean, more than, actually more than half a year ago, and, and he, he, he said to me. But I know he planned this for a long time, as he said, and uh, this is not easy one, and uh, he want, because we want to be a company, uh, live for 102 years. If that is the case, you have to think about future. Think about succession plan. Can you tell me what he said to you when he when he told you that you would be the next chairman? Well, actually, I cannot remember clearly what we talked, and he 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 tried to convince me to accept this, and uh, and uh, we we had we had several times of conversation, and uh, but I understand his uh, why he decided this. His it's all about the future of Alibaba. And he, you know, he praised what you've done. You've achieved lots at the company, uh, very successful um, things at Alibaba. But of course, at the same time, there were there were lots of questions that were written in the media and the press about whether you were up to the job. Did that add a bit of pressure to the role at all? Well, uh, I think it's my, um, you know, that I was with finance background, and when I joined Alibaba, my first um, job was the CF of Taobao. I never imagined that I will I take the business role, and I never imagined that I will be the CEO of the company. So I just I, I think uh, I try my best to do the to do the jobs and to lead the company in the next journey, and uh, forget about the pressure. And that's always what I did. And uh, if you look back, what I did in Alibaba, and in Tmall, in this in the mobile transition, in new retail, uh, in everything, I, th I think that try everything you can, and to and for the best results, then and of course you need a, a little bit of luck. Of course, you know you think you are thinking long term about the company. One hundred and two years um, is a key number you've been talking about. So you span the the three decades. But is there anything you might do differently at, when you become a, a chairman when it comes to the strategy or the culture of the company? Well, uh, as I, as as I said, actually, I'm the actually I'm a very logic thinking person, and uh, I I do think about big picture. And uh, uh, to be the chairman of the company in the future, I think I I need to spend more time on the future, on the long term goal of the company, rather than just the three to five years. Uh, as what Jack did as a chairman, he always think about what it will happen in 10, 20 years. So think longer, but start from now. And it's very important, and uh, I think uh, this is uh, this is what I actually will change. I mean, in in terms of role and in terms of the uh, working style. That was a very fascinating insight. 
Now, Arjun, when we talk about Alibaba, usually we always talk about its massive e-commerce business, but the company has been making some interesting investments in new technologies like artificial intelligence. Alibaba is looking into designing its own AI chips that it can use in servers that power their cloud business. Yeah, and speaking of cloud, one of the most fascinating parts of the interview was how Zhang sees the future of this part of the business. Well, cloud computing is our long-term strategy, and we strongly believe that uh, every business in the future will be powered by cloud. And we are very happy to build this cloud infrastructure in the new digital era and support all the business to go digital. Do, do you see it in the future being a, a very significant part of the business? Yes, sure. I think cloud will be the uh, I think that will be the main business of Alibaba in the future. Of course, cloud is still a small part of the business, and Alibaba is setting itself up to compete with larger players like Amazon and Microsoft. But it does show that new areas that Alibaba is pushing into. Yeah, Jack Ma talks about the company lasting a hundred and two years, which seems like a random number. Do you know why? No, tell me. Well, it was founded in nineteen ninety nine. If it lasts a hundred and two years, that means the company would be around in three different centuries, and that's really what Zhang's task is here—to set up growth for the next decade at least, and think about what Alibaba becomes in the future. It'll definitely be a very interesting development to watch. Alibaba is, of course, one of China's most prominent technology giants, and there are some really innovative things that are happening in the country right now. It's it's a topic that we will be talking about a lot more in future episodes of Beyond the Valley. We certainly will, Zahili. But for now, we're going to bring this to a close. What do you think about the interview? Let us know on Twitter. I'm at Arjun Karpal, and I'm at Sahili RC. That's it for another edition of CNBC's Beyond the Valley. We'll catch you next time. Beyond the Valley.